Hello, Shane Coleman here and welcome to the Top 5 Books podcast where we ask well-known people to come up with their top five books of all time. I'm delighted to say we're joined by the presenter of RTE 61 News, Brian Dobson. Brian, thanks indeed for coming. Hi Shane, how are you? Thanks uh, for having Great me. to have you here. Just before we get to your choices, are you? Uh, I'm guessing you're a, you're a big reader. And I'm a reader, yeah. I don't know if I'm a big reader, but I, re- I do read a lot. I'd always have a couple of books going and I've always been a reader since I was a child. You know, we were encouraged as children to read. In fact, I was thinking one of my five choices might be a Ladybird book or something like that because yeah. they were the kind of books that excited my interest in things around me and if you like uh, developed uh, my it's a habit really I have of reading so I always have something I always have something on the go okay when I suppose when people think of you they think of a you know kind of studious a serious type I mean I know there's obviously other sides to you as well but do you go for kind of big heavyweight books or yeah, well I suppose I'm pretty broad. broad I mean I do like crime I haven't selected any crime books for this but I do like reading crime and adventure and thrillers and historical thrillers mm. Uh, I also, though, read a lot of history, and I think I've tried to reflect that. I'm addicted to travel books, and maybe it's because I just don't get a chance to travel <laughs> anything like as, as much or as often as I'd Live like to. It's like an, I'm an armchair, I'm an armchair traveller. I do a bit of sailing as well in my spare time. I miss about in boats, so I love reading about cruises, about voyages, about uh, books okay. connected with the maritime sphere, if you like. And you mentioned as a kid, you know, you thought about maybe sticking it. Were there books as kids that, I mean, was it the Ina Blyton ones that sort of I would have grown up well, with? Well, the Ladybird ones, and I had, and I still have a great interest in reading history, so some of their history books, and I had uh, my parents then, I remember, bought me a wonderful book called The Living World of History at some stage, which had the whole history of the world between two hardback covers, and this was a great treasure. Wow. Uh, That's vo- pretty impressive. That I had. Well, yeah. most people were reading the Beano. <laughs> well, they were very short little paragraphs on, uh, oh, I read, I read, I didn't read the Beano, I read the Victor. That was the comic that okay. my dad used to bring home every Friday. Now, you are, as you said, I think people would be aware of this, you're a passionate sailor, you love sailing, and that, I think, has driven your, your first choice. Yeah, it's partly that and, and partly something else, which uh, I think you might be interested to hear. It's it's called Sailing to an Island. It's the first collection of poems by the Irish poet Richard Murphy. Mm. And it concerns, in part, his, his growing up and his family in the west of Ireland. He grew up, I suppose you'd describe it as in an Anglo-Irish milieu in, in the west of Ireland. And he writes a little bit about that. But he also writes about Sailing to an Island, the titled poem that gives the book its title, is about a journey to, eventually, to the island of Inishbofin off the coast of County Galway. And their arrival there and their, the welcome they received there from the islanders. And he had a very strong connection with Cleggan, which is on the mainland across Inishbofin and with the island of Inishbofin. He lived there. He sailed a, a Galway hooker, uh, the Ave Maria, for a number of years. And this is about the journey that originally brought him to Inishbofin. And my connection is that I've been visiting Inishbofin over many years, not as much as I'd like to in recent mm. years, but I, I have many friends, or I hope I can say I have many friends <laughs> uh, on, on the island. It's a very, very special place. And in the boat, he captures uh, that sense of uniqueness, I think, of, of the island and of his people. Yeah, it's Beautifully written, isn't it? I Absolutely. Was, I was yeah. reading through some of the poems. And I mean, like I suppose, like all fine poetry, the structure of the poem brings you into the sense of the of what he's describing. So you feel the boat. He talks about uh, how they head off. They're actually trying to get to Clare Island, I think, is the original destination that they're heading to. And uh, because the weather turns against them, they have to run for cover into Inishbofin. And he describes how they uh, later. I reach a room. He writes where the moon stares through a cobwebbed window. The tide has ebbed. Boats are careening in the harbour here is a bed does it capture almost a kind of 
I mean, you obviously have a love of the sea, but there's also kind of a, certainly a respect and maybe even a fear of the sea. In, oh, yes, in, they're in very that. frightened. They start to pray in the middle yeah. of the poem. The, the boom uh, snaps. The piece of wood that holds the sail in place uh, snaps. The boat starts to ship water. So uh, the centre section is this, is this terror they have for their lives uh, caught out there. And you can be not very far offshore and be in a very perilous situation. And the second poem in the, in the collection is about the Cleggan disaster, which was a terrible disaster that yeah, took place 